بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم وسلم أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هذه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدا وكل بذات ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders This is the last Jumu'ah of this Ramadan And while it is customary to mourn and to grieve the passing of the month As those of you who know me, I don't follow custom So I don't grieve the passing of the month. Instead, the question I ask myself and a question I remind you to ask yourself is the question that I asked in the first Juma of this month. And that question was, did I enter Ramadan or did Ramadan enter me? Because if I entered Ramadan, then maybe we should grieve. Because the other way around, if the, if If I entered Ramadan, then we should grieve because another two, three days, Ramadan is gone. I will exit Ramadan on the first of Shawwal. But if Ramadan entered me, then Alhamdulillah, there's nothing to grieve. You go to a boot camp, you go to a qualifying training camp to qualify for something. And if you succeed in that training, You're not crying about, you're not grieving about, grieving that. You're not saying, oh, I'm so sad I went to that. No. You say, Alhamdulillah, I went to that. Now I'm capable of doing whatever I got trained to do. And Ramadan Al-Kareem came as a boot camp, as a training camp for what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattakoon. It came as a boot camp. It came as a training camp, a 30-day training camp to make us muttaqoon, to make us people of taqwa. And if that succeeded, and I sincerely hope that it succeeds for all of us, then alhamdulillah, we are very, very happy because all the promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are for the muttaqoon. Including the akhirah, Allah said, وَالْآخِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ So that's the question we need to ask. The topic of today's khutbah is take from the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We worked by the, by the tawfiq of Allah, 
by the strength given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by his mercy, by his blessings, we worked for a month. Now is the time to collect. All kings have treasures and they have rings of security to guard them. Multiple rings of security. But there's one king, the real king, Al-Malikul Haqq, who instead of guards, appoints people and he appointed people to call others to take from his treasures. The more the better. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who said about himself, فَتَعَالَ اللَّهُ الْمَلِكُ الْحَقُّ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ رَبُّ الْأَرْشِ الْكَرِيمِ So exalted be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the true king, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ None has the right to be worshipped except him, the Rabb of the Supreme Throne. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about his treasures. On the authority of Abu Dhar anhu from Rasulullah from his Rabb, which means that this is a Hadith Qudsi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O my slaves, I have forbidden dhulm. I have forbidden oppression on myself, oppression for myself, and I have made it forbidden amongst you. So do not oppress one another. O my slaves, all of you are astray except those I have guided. So seek guidance from me and I will guide you. O my slaves, all of you are hungry except those whom I have fed. So seek food, and for food here means everything we need in life. So seek food from me, and I will feed you. O my slaves, all of you are naked, except those whom I have clothed. So seek clothing from me, and I will clothe you. O my slaves, you commit sins by day and by night, and I forgive all sins. So seek forgiveness from me, and I will forgive you. O my slaves, you will not be able to harm me or benefit me. O my slaves, if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinn of you were all as pious as the most pious heart of any individual amongst you, then this would not increase my kingdom by an iota. O my slaves, if the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinns of you were all as wicked, as wicked as the most wicked heart of any individual amongst you, then this would not decrease my kingdom by one iota. O my slaves, the first of you and the last of you and the humans of you and the jinn of you were all to stand together in one place and ask of me every single thing you can imagine. Ask of me, and if I were to give everyone what he asked, that would not decrease what I possess, except what is decreased of the ocean, when a needle is dipped into it. O my slaves, it is but your deeds that I account for you, and then recompense you for them. So he who finds good, let him praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he who finds other than that, let him blame no one but himself. And this is in Muslim. My brothers and sisters, today is the last Friday, as I mentioned, of this month. The whole month is almost gone. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us many more Ramadans in good Iman, in good health, in wealth, in time, and energy. 
But for some of us, this will be the last Ramadan of our lives. Except that we don't know that. So let us treat what remains of Ramadan as the incredible wealth it is and use it to change our lives in this world and thereby our destination in the Akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Zumar, Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, My ibadi, my ibad, ya ibadi, my slaves. Who? If Allah is saying my slaves, who do you think? Is he talking about the Anbiya and the Salihin? And the shahada? No. He's talking about those who disobeyed him all their lives. Who did haram. Who worshipped something else. Who did everything which Allah prohibited. But Allah is calling them my slaves. See the rahmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, say, Ya ibadi, who? Alladheena asrafu ala anfusihim. Those who transgress against themselves. Why is that? Because you can't harm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anyway. Our disobedience harms us, not Allah. Ya ibadi alladhin asrafu ala anfusim. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Verily, Allah forgives all sins. Inna Allah yaqfiru dhunuba jamia. And truly, He is of forgiving, most merciful. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَقْفِرُ ذُنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُرُ الرَّحِيمُ There is a beautiful story Rasulullah told us about Musa alayhi salam. He said that there was a time, there was a man in the time of Musa alayhi salam who was so incredibly bad. He was such a vile human being that the people of the town, the people, the, the community, they got so sick and tired of this man and his oppression and his nastiness that they threw him out. They banished him, they chucked him out of the place. So now this man is wandering by himself in the wilderness. He doesn't have food to eat and whatnot. He falls sick and then died. Somewhere in the wilderness, he died. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent wahi to Musa alayhi salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this man, so and so, and they knew him. He is dead in such and such a place. Go and give ghusl and pray his salatul janazah and bury him. And announce this to all the people of the community, all the people of the town and tell them that whoever participates in that janazah, Allah will forgive them. Yeah? Strange, right? But here's a man who's done every wild thing in the world. And for that man, the Nabi of the time, and not, not any ordinary, this is Musa alayhi salam. He is being given this order and not only the order, Allah, Allah is saying, take everybody, take the whole town with you. And if whoever goes, Allah will forgive them their sins. So Musa alayhi salam went, he completed all this. He announced, people went, the whole town went and they did the janaza, everything else. When everything else finished, Musa alayhi salam, you know Musa alayhi salam's thing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to have this conversation. So Musa alayhi salam says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Ya Rab, why did you do this? What is the story? Here was this man who was so bad, so 
horrible everybody chucked him out and now for his janaza you sent me and you said the whole town and you said you will forgive everybody why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when that man was dying he was lying on the ground he couldn't get up he looks up at the heavens and he says to me ya rab i know what i have done i admit all that and if i knew if i knew that by punishing me you will be happy i would not seek forgiveness if i knew that by punishing me this would make you happy i would not seek forgiveness and if i knew that by punishing me this would increase your waqar this would increase your position this would increase your izza i would not seek forgiveness but i know that by punishing me it will not affect you and punishing me will not make you happy so forgive me ha huh? so allah says i forgive and then allah forgives he doesn't just forgive he sends the nabi and he sends the whole town to go seek forgiveness for the man and if you ask forgiveness for him i will forgive you also now question to ask is this did that man make this dua by himself did he get this idea from somewhere who gives him the idea who gives him those words eh this is our rabb jalla jalla this is allah my brothers and sisters this is the time to make istighfar and tawbah whatever happened happened and we say to allah ya rabb whatever happened happened now we come back to you now we make istighfar now we seek your forgiveness and now we make tawbah we turn towards you istighfar without tawbah is a lie if you say you are sorry about something and you continue in the same way it's a lie istighfar and tawbah have to go hand in hand i seek forgiveness means what means i will stop doing that thing for which i was seeking forgiveness so istighfar and tawbah it is for each of us to reflect in our lives what is it that i need to seek forgiveness for and to seek forgiveness allah has promised to forgive and allah is true to his promise so i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to forgive all of us i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imam ibn al-khaim al-jawzi rahmatullah he said to continuously and constantly remember your sins is a sign of mercy from allah right remember what you did in the past not talk about it for yourself is a sign of the mercy of allah because what does the what does the believer do if you remember something he is immediately ashamed he immediately seeks forgiveness he knows he has already been forgiven because he asked forgiveness before and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say you have to ask me forgiveness 10000 times no you ask forgiveness allah forgive still the nature of the believer is that he says ya allah even if you forgive i'm still ashamed of that i should not have done that ya allah forgive me
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive all our sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely to forgive all our sins. And we turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make a promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That from this moment onwards, inshallah by his mercy, we will never disobey Allah. Yes? Inshallah. Whatever it is, clean it up. Because as I said, we don't know when the time comes when we will be called. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم أنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم أنك حميد مجيد So going forward we seek forgiveness and going forward then what should be our path Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wasabiquna alawaluna minal muhajirina wal ansari wal ladhina tabi'uhum bi ihsanin radiyallahu anhum wa radwan wa a'adda lahum jannatin tajri tahtaha al anharu khalidina fiha khalidina fiha abada dhalika al fawzul azim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly showed us the path forward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the first to enter Islam of the Muhajirun and the Ansar, And then, this is the mercy of my Rabb. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left that door open till the last day. For who? وَالَّذِينَ تَبَعْهُمْ بِحِسَانِ and those who follow them in excellence. What about them? Radiallahu anhu wa radwan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them and they are pleased with him. Now looking at this sentence purely from a grammatical point of view. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had said وَالسَّابِقُونَ لَبَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنْسَارِ Radiallahu anhu wa radwan. Grammatically speaking, this sentence would be correct. In this, this sentence is not wrong. Allah is pleased with the Muhajirun and the Ansar, the first of the first. Khalas, we know this. Now you might say, what about me? We say, what about you? Are you a Muhajir? No. Are you an Ansari? No. Allah is informing us. Allah is pleased with them. Okay, Alhamdulillah. What about me? Nothing about you. Allah did not do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left the door open. وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ Until when? Until this earth remains. Whoever follows that first generation, the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, بِالْإِحْسَانِ Not any old way, to the best of their ability, will be included with them. رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنُهُ رَضُونَ 
Allah will be pleased with them and they will be pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and he has prepared for them gardens under, under which rivers flow to stay therein forever and that is supreme success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described success. What is supreme success? Is to be in Jannatul Firdaus in the company of the Sabiqoon al-Awwaloon min al-Muhajirin al-Ansar and in the company of our Sayyidi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is what we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for to give us that. The Sahaba are the gold standard against which all subsequent generations will be judged. Those who follow them as closely as possible will be with them. Those who reject them will themselves be rejected. The choice is ours who we want to be raised with. Narrated Anas bin Malik, عنه, a man asked Rasulullah about the hour, which is the day of judgment, saying, when will the hour be? Rasulullah asked him, what have you prepared for it? The man said, nothing except I love Allah and his messenger. Rasulullah said to him, you will be with those you love. Anas says, we have never been so glad. As we were on hearing those words, you will be with those you love. Therefore, I love Rasulullah sallallahu I love Abu Bakr and I love Umar radiallahu anhum. And I hope I will be with them because of my love for them, though my deeds are not like theirs. And this is in Bukhari. Couple of things to understand in this hadith. First of all, we are not talking about somebody like me. We are talking about a sahabi of Rasulullah so it goes without saying that this person was already at a level of conduct and at a level of belief and at a level of action that we cannot even hope to reach. So he was already there. We are not talking about somebody who did not pray, who did not, who, who indulged in haram, who was borrowing on interest, who was buying and selling haram. No. We are talking about somebody who was, as far as the deen went, he was perfect. It is his humility, his humbleness before the Prophet ﷺ, when Nabi Wasallam said, what have you prepared? It is his humbleness. He does not say, oh, I pray five times. No. Yeah, so I have nothing. That is his humbleness. So don't take it as nothing means nothing. Number one. Number two. What is the meaning of saying, I have nothing but I love Allah and I love Rasulullah What does it mean? Somebody who is committing zina, does he love Allah? Somebody who is borrowing money on interest, lending money on interest, who has taken and accepted a declaration of war from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves Allah? Somebody who is indulging in haram relationships, he loves Allah? Somebody who takes the sunnah of Rasulullah as something light. If I feel like doing it, I will do it. If I don't feel like doing it, I I will not do it. Who cares? Does that person love Rasulullah Please understand, these are not just words. The words have implications. If I say I love Allah, it has an implication. And that implication is that this love for Allah has to be proved. Not to me, to Allah himself. If I say I love Rasulullah Wasallam. The love for Rasulullah has to be proved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not my claim. I'm not making these statements. This is the dalil of the Quran. What is, what is the dalil of the Quran? The dalil of the Quran is 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah Tawbah, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَقْشَوْنَا كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَتَرَبَّسُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala counted out eight things. All those eight things are halal. All those eight things are good. Among those eight things are some which if you do well, you will be rewarded separately for it. Allah said, say to them, say to the people. Who people? Muslims. Say to the people, if your parents, if your children, your siblings, your spouses, your whole extended family, the wealth that you earn, does it refer to haram wealth? No. Halal wealth. The wealth that you earn. وَتِجَارَةً تَخْشَوْنَا كَسَادَهَا And your trade and business in which you fear a decline. What will happen now? Market going up and down. وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا Those houses you build and you look at them and you feel happy. What house? A house you built on, on, on an interest-based mortgage and you write Hadha min Fadda Rabbi? Eh? You think writing Hadha min Fadda Rabbi turns Haram into Halal? Allah is mentioning all of these things and when Allah is mentioning them, it goes without saying that all of these at their best, meaning 100% halal. Then what does Allah say? أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ If you love these, loving them is not a problem. If you love your parents, is it a problem? You are supposed to love your parents. You are supposed to, to serve your parents. Allah said, don't even say oof to them. If you love your children, is it a problem? If you love your spouses, is it a problem? If you love your families? No. If you, if you, if you love to earn halal wealth, is it a problem? None of it is a problem. But, If you love them more than you love Allah, and if you love them more than you love Rasulullah then what does Allah say? Allah says, Allah says, get out. Allah says, get out, go away, disappear, vanish. I don't need you. Allah does not need you. Allah does not need you anyway. Fatarabbasu. And then not just like that. Allah says, Hatta yati Allah. Wait for the punishment of Allah. Go away and Allah will punish you. Wait for the punishment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a double whammy. Wallahu la yahdil qawmal fasiqeen. Allah does not guide the people who are blatantly disobedient. The love of Allah and the love of Rasulullah is not discretionary. It's obligatory. It's a part of Iman. It's a pillar of Iman. So when the Sahabi is saying, I love Allah, I love Rasulullah, what is he talking about? He's not just talking about, oh, I love someone. No, 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 no. Loving Allah and loving Rasulullah comes with implications, comes with the responsibility. 
and the sahabi is saying i love allah with the responsibility implication of that love and i love rasulullah sallam with the with the responsibility implication of that love meaning i obey allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i i obey and i make ittiba of rasulullah sallam i i emulate him to that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam replies what does he say he said you will be with those you love now question is this if i have among my circle of friends right it's a good idea just look at the people who you move around with uh, they say you are the product of five people the five people closest to you you are the product of those five people look at the people who are closest to you and ask yourself on the day of judgment do you think these people and the likes of abu bakar and umar and uthman and ali and fatima and hasan and husain and saad bin muad and muad bin jabal and khadija al kubra radhiyallahu anhum ajmain do you think these people and those people will be together in the same place ask this question don't fool yourself do not fool yourself ask a very simple question this person whoever it is right and these people are they likely to be in the same place if the answer is yes then alhamdulillah you are in good company stay there stay there but if the answer is oh my god not this one this is like east and that is west then what must you do you and i need to decide whether we want to be in the east or in the west we need to decide who we want to be with on the day of judgment who will that be the same people who we are with today no mystery who will i be with on the day of judgment the people i am with today who will i be with on the day of judgment the people i love to be with today will be the people that i will be with on the day of judgment it's for me to decide who that is right it's not sufficient to say oh allah resurrect me with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam give me the shade of your arsh and give me the company of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam in jannatul firdaus not sufficient will not happen it will happen only if i make the effort for that here in this life right not otherwise not otherwise effort has to be made choices have to be made choices have to be made in a place where the choice has a, has an effect now here you choose here you see the effect there i'm saying this because this is one of the biggest problems that we have today right is the company we keep may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the this the 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 uh, differentiation and the uh, discrimination to pick the right kinds of friends because if we pick the wrong kinds of friends then surely we will be in a very bad situation i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from that Finally, I want to end with two hadiths. Abu Hurairah radiallahu said, "It is not lawful; it is not permissible for a Muslim to forsake his Muslim brother." And this is not even talking about your own 
sibling is we're talking about any muslim and forsaking means i don't talk to you i don't say you say salam i don't say wa alaikum salam you know i'm not on talking terms with you nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said abu hurairah radhiyallahu anhu reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said it is not lawful for a muslim to forsake his muslim brother beyond 3 days and whoever does so for more than 3 days then dies in that state will certainly be in jahannam it is as serious as that so what must you do <coughs> make up make up doesn't matter what the other person said you go say salam alaikum you say I'm, uh, whatever happened happened i i forgive you you forgive me let that person if he doesn't want to forgive you let it be on his head it's not your problem but you go and make the effort abu abdullah bin amr radhiyallahu anhuma reported that the rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the merciful will be shown mercy by the most merciful be merciful to those on the earth and the one in the heavens will have mercy mercy on you brothers and sisters as we draw to a close our ramadan al karim let us introspect on our lives and rid them of all the attitudes and choices and actions that displease allah subhanahu wa taala and bring our lives on to the blessed sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam let us decide for ourselves that one day we will be we will die and be called before allah subhanahu wa taala as i was saying yesterday in the khatira after isha people like to say depending on their age life begins at 40 and then when you get to 50 you say life begins at 50 and then when you get to 60 you say life begins at 60 but you know when life actually begins life begins when you die because that life never ends and life begins before that life begins when you die or life begins for the smart ones life begins when they realize that they are going to die that's when life begins when i realize that i am going to die my life begins meaning what because then i start doing what i should be doing so let's face this and let us accept that one day we will die and therefore let us prepare for that because we don't know when that day is going to come اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما عاتيت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت فانك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فانه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب اليك ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم عز الاسلام والمسلمين واذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر اعداء الدين اللهم شد شملهم ودمر ديارهم ومزق جمعهم اللهم احفظ مسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احفظ مسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احفظ مستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم انصرهم نصرا عزيزا يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم احفظ مسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احفظ المسجد الاقصى اللهم احفظ كل مساجد في في العالم يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم احفظ كل مساجد ومدارس وكل كل افعال الخير في كل مكان يا ذا الجلال والاكرام ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار يا عباد الله رحمكم الله 
Innallaha ya'muru bil-adli wal-ihsan wa ita'izul qurba wa yanha'anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'izukum la'allakum tadhakkarun udhkurullaha yadhkurukum wa udhu yasirib lakum wa la dhikrullahi akbar wa la hu'yalum ma'a tasna'un afi